Hey everyone, it is almost the end of June. Can you imagine? Where, how did this, where, what is happening? Anyway, um, this week is going to be both sentimental, fun, and just all over the map. So we're talking birthdays this week, which have always been a complete and total, just, I love birthdays. I don't know how to, I don't, (laughs) any way you slice it. I love a good birthday. I love celebrating birthdays. I love it when it's my birthday. I love it when it's your birthday. I love celebrating a birthday with somebody else. I love a birthday cake. I love a birthday balloon. I love buying gifts. I just love birthdays. And so, um, this week we're going to talk about a few funny instances <laughs> from college, um, not just from my birthday, but from a friend's as well, <laughs> which just like don't even seem real reliving them. Um, and I'm telling you this poetically on the night that I've basically hung up my hat after 10 years of being on the board of Beverly's Birthdays, which is just a life-changing organization here in Pittsburgh that I was fortunate enough to get in on the ground floor of with Megs, um, our founder, when she created this organization. Um, I was a senior year in college and um, kind of started at the bottom. Now we're here. We were doing fundraisers in the back of McFadden's, hustling Yinzer raffle tickets to, you know, raffle baskets. And now it's a $2 million a year enterprise you know, truly, truly the little engine that could, can, and has, and it's delivering smiles all over this city. And the amount of work that goes into it, I don't think anyone will ever actually understand that it's not just glitter and cupcakes, um, that it's truly, truly hard work. And I'm just so thankful to be handing it over to a board that really cares, a staff that's very invested, and I think a city that really recognizes the need for this type of, of support for our youth. So with that, I took a little deviation <laughs> down memory lane and also spoke to, uh, you know, what this organization has meant to me over the past 10 years. So I hope you enjoy it. If you're looking for a good cause to support, it's beverlysbirthdays.org. And um, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I will warn you, it's funny, but it's also, it's sentimental. So, enjoy. Hi, everyone. Okay, so let's just jump into this, because I feel like it's not the first nor the last um, birthday story gone rogue. If you know me, you know that birthdays are my jam. In a multitude of fashions. I love celebrating them. I love celebrating mine. I love celebrating them for others. I just think birthdays are badass ghetto. Okay, I'm gonna say it. I love a good birthday. And uh, even in my nonprofit involvement with Beverly's, like, it's just who doesn't love a birthday? We all have one. We all deserve one. Like, let's whoop it the fuck up. And so, you know, I'm coming to you for this story, having been fortunate growing up, you know, K through 18, that Mike and Patty, they loved a good birthday too. They were all here for the theme, whether it was Chuck E. Cheese, maybe it was Chi Cheese. One year we went to Nemecolon, I got to rent a Hummer and we went off-roading. One year was um, absolute chaos and we did it at our house, like my birthday is January 17th, so ice is involved. 
always, always marked the occasion is the point. And you, you know, you got to feel special on your day. So this is freshman year of college. I know we talked freshman year last year. So I thought I'd stay on the theme that freshman year, I'm not giving up on the birthdays. Okay. I am full tilt pinball. Let's get involved. So my birthday being sort of mid academic year in January, it was that January term, you know, that one class term we talked about. And so I basically, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to plan my own birthday, but luckily I had a best friend in Lauren to this day who was like, I'm putting a birthday together. Here's what to do. We are trying to keep it on the DL, but last minute, because I'm a detail-oriented fuck, she was like, okay, well, I have to key you in. We're going to, um, I almost said Santa Mercado. We are going to Buca de Pepo. I'm like, oh my God, I've never even been to Buca de Pepo. Like how exclusive. So <clears throat> I went to W&J, which we've talked about, and one of my best friends from high school to this day went to Waynesburg, Alina. So she's like, oh, I'd love to come to your birthday. And I was like, you know what? We haven't missed a birthday. I'm going to come scoop you up this way. You can be part of the festivities. And my friends have it all coordinated to get us downtown. No problem. Part of that coordination was using my G6, which whoop, whoop, you know what I mean? Living it up in my Pontiac. No problem. So I barrel out on two wheels. I'm blowing down to Waynesburg, a quick 35-minute commute. And you know what? It had snowed. It was a little slick. Uh, it's not Miami weather out here in January. So I'm coming around the mountain when she comes. And next thing you know, I may or may not have hit a patch of black ice and this fucking G6. Bam! Slams full fucking 180 into the guardrail. Yep. I'm like, holy shit. Here goes 19. Hell in a handbasket. So I'm like, whoa, this all happened so fast. I don't even know what's going on. So all I can see in my passenger view mirror is the gas tank flap blown open from the impact, which isn't damaged, but it's just like, whoa. So, okay, this is a little crazy. I'm on the wrong side of the road. I need to like flip this bitch around. (laughs) So I put it in drive again after the like, I mean, here's the thing. If anyone's ever been in a car accident, that shit happens in 0.7 seconds. You don't even know what fucking your name is. And before you know it, you're like, brr, spun around backwards, ass end out. So I'm like, okay. So I like pop it and drive, cool my shit together, pull it onto like the correct side of the road. And I get out and assess the damage. I'm like, okay, left side, untouched. Right side, oof, we've hit the guardrail. This wheel seems to look bent in. It looks like it's on an axis that's not 90 degrees, which is concerning. But you know what? I'm a mile from campus. Let's just plow through and just see what happens. So hop back in the Jesus and again. It's almost like, you know, when a sonic boom happens and your ears are ringing, I think my ears were just like ringing from this experience. I didn't even know what had just happened. I was still like live time trying to process it. So I pull onto Waynesburg's campus, freshman year, Denny Hall over Karen Waynesburg. Okay. We thought we had ghetto accommodations at WJ. I'm just saying, Waynesburg, you better step it up. These freshman accommodations were no bueno. So I pick Alina up and she thinks she's getting out of here like the cast of Castaway. And next thing you know, I'm like, I have my four ways on and this thing looks like it has a flat tire. She's like, holy shit. 
I'm like, yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. Coming around the mountain when she comes, I like fucking hit a patch of black ice in 180. Just like, oh my God. I think it's drivable. I think we just need to get in the Pontiac and hope for the best. She's like, oh my God. So I call my dad, as <laughs> as you do in these scenarios. And I was like, Dad, what do you think? Like, here's the deal. And he's like, well, I wouldn't go above 50 on 79. And I'm like, damn, that's going to suck. So not only is that going to suck for my 35-minute drive back to Washington, but my vehicle was one of the vehicles needed to get into town for the dinner at Buka. Okay, so now I'm throwing a curveball into the friends group saying like, look, this car, I think, is out of commission. So we hop in the, the G6. We're blowing home. She's like, you know what, Michael, it's fine. And like the thing about Alina, she's so matter of fact. So she's like, you know what, it's fine. We're going to get on the highway. So we merge from Ridge Road onto the highway of 79. And um, we literally put the four ways on. We're not going above 50 because Michael Sr. has instilled in me that we shouldn't. So we're going 50 miles an hour with the four ways on. People are blowing past us, leaving us in their dust. I mean, literally, we're getting whiplash from how fast they're passing us. And she's like, you know what? It's fine. We're just going to just, it's fine. So at one point, I got up to 55, and it was like record pace. <laughs> so we go the entire drive from Waynesburg to Washington. Didn't miss a blank. Fucking blowing out the four ways, just like squeak, squawk, squeak, squawk on our way back. So we get back to Washington. I barrel it on two wheels. I'm like, guys, this is fucked. I, you know, here, here's the thing. I got us back safely from Waynesburg. I do not think we should take this car into the city. They do a quick rigmarole. Sarah Kissinger's involved. She gets her PT loser. We get another car. They're like, this is fine. My freshman roommate, Alex, who we talked about, he's like, no problem. I'll be the other driver. So the 10 of us are going to pile into this Toyota Corolla or the PT loser. Fine. Sarah wasn't on deck to drive. Now she is. Here we go. So we hop in the car. Now here's the thing. No one really, you know, the best laid plans. So no one had really dis disclosed which buka. And Pittsburgh being the metropolitan, you know, enclave that it is, there's a buka in Robinson. And at the time there was a buka in Station Square. No one had cross-referenced which buka. So we get, we're blowing down 79. We get to the interchange of 376. And I'm watching one car deviate towards Robinson. And I'm watching our car deviate towards the city. And I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. So I call Alex in the other car. I'm like, hey, buddy, we're going to the city. Lawrence of the reservations at Station Square. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, we have it in the GPS. We're going down to Robinson. I'm like, mm, wrong buka. Okay. Buka fuktia. So we have to switch them around. Now I'm all stressed out trying to get the fucking train back on the tracks. We get to Buka. We end up having a very nice dinner, by the way. Family style. We share. People got me gifts. It was very lovely. And so we get fast forward through the dinner, which they had like a candelabra. You know, it's very over at the top of time. They give you the candelabras. They sing happy birthday, blah, 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 blah. So we are now on our way home. And we're going back to campus to basically party because it's like, you know what? It's a freaking weekend. I'm about to have me some fun. So we get back to campus. We're laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, can you believe this? I almost blew flat today, and I, I wrecked my car. <laughs> like, happy fucking birthday. My G6 is done So, So we're laughing, and I'm drinking away the pain. And fast forward to now we're like, all right, well, the world's our oyster. We have no reason to go anywhere else. We're now back on campus. No one's doing anything. Let's like whoop it up. And we whooped it up. 
So I tell you that because that's one example of a great birthday story in college. Now, because I'm who I am and I've always had an affinity for birthdays, every single birthday in college had, I like to think, a monumentous marker. So later that year, Brad's birthday, no, 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 this might have been sophomore or junior year. Brad's birthday is in February. We then said we'll have these two cars drive us to this um, sushi restaurant called Bean Curd. Well, ends up we get like seven inches of snow, like this crazy snowstorm. Courtney Kirker, she's going to drive us in her Ford Taurus. Well, that thing hasn't been moved in three weeks, and now it has eight inches of snow piled on it. It's weighed down. You can see it. It looks like a low-riding Impala. So I said, you know what, Court, I'll help you scoop out the car, and uh, let's get this done. I had driven my car 78 times, so mine was like road ready, but we had to go get hers undone. So we go over to the tech center parking lot, and we're out. We're digging this. We have to like literally dig this car out. So we dig this car out, and I'm like, mm, I don't know, Court. You want the snow off, and it's looking low. I think you ought to give it a little courtesy spin around the parking lot. Make sure this thing's road ready before we pile in six holes. She's like, you know what, Michael? I think you're right about this. I'm like, okay. So she gets in the vehicle, she backs out, and it's like, like it's this fucking horrendous sound as she's backing out of her parking slot. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know much about this, but here we go. In this fucking dusty gray Ford Taurus, late model 90s, she starts driving down the parking lot. You know, the parking slots are on either side. She's down the middle, and it's like, squeak on, squeak on, squeak on. I shit you not, I saw like a white. It almost seemed like a mushroom cloud. Like, I don't know if they put flour in tires, but it looked like a flower boomed out of the tire. And I was like, holy shit. And these three Kappas, God love them, they were digging out their Jeep. Like, oh my God, your tire's like flat. Courtney gets out, she like scratches her head. She's like, holy fuck. I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't right. Something was fucking rubbing on your tire. So we parked this car. It's definitely not road ready. I call my one buddy, Xander. I said, look, it's the Subaru or bust. He's like, something's wrong with the Subaru. It's exhausting fumes into the cab. And I was like, you know what? We're about to eat sushi and get mercury poison. It's the same difference. So we end up having to then straddle the cars between his and mine. And we put half in this van, half in this van, home alone style. And we get there through thick and thin, like this fucking Aiden snows from the roads haven't been plowed. Thank God for the Subaru. We get to Bean Curd. We have the birthday. Kumbaya. Sis Bumba. We roll out of there. But it was like Courtney's car for like three weeks after the snow melted. She had thought she had parked it far enough from the spot. But it was like two feet adjacent or jutted out of the spot. So for two fucking whole weeks, people had to like drive around the nose of her Taurus because she couldn't back it into the spot because it was jacked up. Anyway... We get through that as well, but I, I just, I tell you this because birthdays are always to me a sentimental occasion that you should mark. And no matter as well as your plan is laid, there's always just this chaotic fuck up. And so I'm telling you from freshman year through senior year, we did Buka, we did the zoo, we did bean curd, we did all kinds of events. For my 21st, I no sooner blow back from Japan on two wheels, and we're trying to go to TGI Fridays, and they had this crazy-ass law that only 21-year-olds could sit at a table, and 20-year-olds and minors had to sit at another 
for them to be able to serve alcohol. I mean, it was always just chaos, no matter what we tried. It was like, really? Are you kidding me? So then we like made the tables like sit together and where they were spaced spatially apart by one inch because I was being an asshole. And it was like, this is ridiculous. I'm sitting with my friends. Um, all the way through hosting parties at my parents' house because growing up through college, you know, being 45 minutes from college, I'd say, you know what, let's just go back to my parents' house. So we would do that and have like a bonfire and like I would mix my college friends with my high school friends. And it was always just like a really fun way to kind of connect the dots and have fun with birthdays, especially ones that didn't get to celebrate through the college calendar. Like I had a January birthday, which was like prime, but like, you know, Lauren's birthday is in May and May 12th is getting very close to like the end of the year. So like our people around our finals happening. So we always found a way to make it work. And I have to say it was one of those things that like to this day, I'll distinctly remember almost all the parties we had in college because it really made for a really fun event. Like even Courtney Walsh's sophomore year, she was coming off of a basketball game and we put up streamers and balloons in our room and had a cookie cake and everyone's like sweaty coming off the basketball court, but we had a birthday. Um, and, you know, I just, I think that shit's important. And I really am all about being a memory maker and like marking those occasions. And you don't remember all the days, but you remember the highlight reel. And I think it's fun to dog ear those, those specific days. And um, I look back on it now very fondly because I, you know, had we not taken the initiative to really drive home those memories, I don't know that I would have them today. You know, it could have been another day that just left. And so to this day, I turned 31 this year. I, I can distinctly remember every birthday. <laughs> and I, 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 I like that. I think that's important. I'm so blessed to have had that. And I just wish that for everyone because it's that one day a year that it's your, it's your day to mark the occasion and, you know, surround yourself with those that really you care to be around. And, you know, today's a poetic day to be telling this story because I just came from uh, sort of the culmination of my 10 years at uh, I'm getting emotional at Beverly's. And so it comes full circle, you know, you, you just really want to pay it forward. And, it was the most incredible decade. I can't even tell you how much good we did. And I'm just so thankful to have been, those weren't my birthdays, but to have been the part of so many other people's birthdays and know that, you know, I'm telling you these crazy stories of like fucking up a Pontiac and, and not knowing what Italian restaurant to go to. And in this last decade, I can't even count how many hopeful birthday impressions I've had on others by just being present and being part of an organization that is just doing incredible work. It's just unbelievable. And so tonight kind of culminated. I, I was going to meet a friend who was taking over the presidency and I've been a part of Beverly's for literally a decade and I've been the president of the organization these last four years and it's my time to leave. It really is. And uh, it's been an incredible run. But walking in tonight, I thought I was going to dinner with a friend and grabbing a beer and talking about, you know, where he would steer the ship. And instead, I walked into balloons and beers and this incredible bottle and like a magnetic box. It's like Jumanji style. And um, just like really fun stories. And and Meg's our fearless founder. Uh <laughs> had a rap that kind of dictated the 10 years together that we had. And uh, I wouldn't trade it. I truly wouldn't trade it. And, um, you know, if you're lucky enough to leave, I think, an impression on something else, I think you've done, you've done okay. And uh, so I, I wanted to tell you a funny birthday story this week, because it kind of resonated in full circle 
that wasn't the plan for this week's story, but um, given what has happened, I was like, oh, damn, this has to be what I talk about. So anyway, I tell you that story to just say, even if you think it's silly and it's mundane in the moment, there's always magic in the mundane. And that's what this whole podcast has been born out of. And um, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful. And I honestly am not usually emotional. I don't know why I'm this way, but it could be the beers. It could be the beers. But anyway... I don't mean to bring you down, but I just hope you know that you do leave an impact on people. And um, it really does matter. So happy birthday. (laughs) Okay, everyone. (laughs) I had to go pull my shit together. But um, I really meant it. I I mean, every word I said, I think that, you know, it truly does matter when you are leaving a marker on someone's life. And I think you never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. And one thing we've said for years now at Beverly's is just be a memory maker. And I think whether that's for a nonprofit, for a friend or for yourself, Like, I'm just a huge proponent of celebrating every win in life. Like, there is no reason not to. And if you're waiting for an excuse or a sign to go celebrate, (laughs) this is your sign. Go buy the bottle of fucking Clico and let's pop a bottle, motherfuckers. Like, I just am not a fan of sitting on the sidelines of my own life. Like, I refuse. I am, like, the centerpiece of it. So I'm going to party and I'm going to celebrate as much as I can because you know what? You get one shot at this, and I think you should have the most fun that you can. I just, that's just bottom line. I mean, don't get me wrong. You should do that while concurrently busting your ass and hauling ass. I don't love a freeloader, okay? So freeloaders need not apply. (laughs) But I think you need to just really be just good at celebrating the wins. And even when you don't think it's worth celebrating, do it anyway. Because why not? It creates a memory. And uh, I am definitely the living proof that that matters. Because you then have a catalog of things to look back on. Whether big or small in the moment. They're dog-eared with enough chutzpah to be like, you know what? That's funny. Let's retell that story. So anyway, thanks for coming on this (laughs) somewhat atypical journey this year. Or this week, excuse me. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it a little more inward than I like to be as a Capricorn, <laughs> but uh, it's honest, it's real, and uh, I felt like you you were owed it, so have a great week. If you're listening to this on a Friday, as always, treat yourself, don't cheat yourself, we just talked about that, and um, you know what, we're rounding out June already, you guys, so have the best summer ever, I hope you're kicking up your heels and going to the pool, I'll talk to you soon, okay, bye-bye.